Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. I'm here to talk with Bracca about some books she's written that have been spiritually based, focused on helping to evolve parents' awareness so the child can evolve and be aware. She's talking about how she came up with the concepts of the books. And today we're talking about your child's inquiry mind. Who is the real child? What is the essence within that child? Why it is so important to know they are precious and need to be nurtured and cared for. Brock, I want you to introduce yourself. Oh, you said that beautifully. Yeah, I, I'm the author of now 43 books. 42 of them are children's picture books. And they're all books that help children's souls to shine help them to shine more fully. And then one book is my memoir about my journey to joy, my spiritual journey. And that book is a candid memoir for adults, but all the rest of the books are all for children, spiritual picture books. Which is wonderful. And tell a little bit about, because our topic right now today, and we're going to be doing a part two about this as well. So you can hear the wealth of information Bracca has been able to garner in her own soul evolution and growth. I refer you back to the fall to her talking about her journey. And today we're talking about how you can help your child in his in her journey moving forward. We're talking about your child's inquiry mind. Who is the real you? Yes. One of my books is called The Invisible Book. This book explains that there's so many things that we all believe in that are invisible, right? We all believe when we drop this book, it's going to fall. Why? It's gravity. There's an invisible force of gravity. We all believe that a magnet can pick up a paperclip. Why? There's an invisible electromagnetism. And there's feelings. There's thoughts. We cannot see them. We believe they all exist. So it is not far-fetched at all. This is what I explained to children to understand that we too, our core, our essence is invisible. We all are invisible spiritual beings, invisible souls, and there's an invisible God from which we derive the source of all our energy, the source of everything. This book is explaining, it's not far-fetched. It's not a huge leap of faith at all because we believe in all these other 
invisible things in our life, all these other forces. Why? Because we see their effects in our lives. And when our eyes are open to see the effects of our souls and of God in the world, it becomes totally understandable. God is concealed, and so is our soul concealed inside this body. But that's who we really are. And it's essential for very young children to learn this. That's that's what I'm doing because it's something that I didn't know about when I was a child. So I've devoted my life to explaining this in a simple and joyful way to young children as early in life as possible. I love it when you say simple in a simple way, because that's what the soul really is. It's very simple in the midst, in the midst of the complexities yes. of our lives. When we can be able yes. to tie into that simplicity, the essence, the, the, I would call it the spirit spark that exists within yes. us. Yeah. Yes, yes. And be aware of that there, in those sensitivities that in the raising of children, you have to realize that they know things that we don't necessarily know. They see things that we don't necessarily see as we are now adults. And therefore, we, they're sometimes quieted or tell them that it's not, it doesn't exist or tell them that they're seeing things. <laughs> no. Yes. And, and they may be seeing more of the other side than what we could ever see in our side of things. And so why not listen to them? Exactly. You know, why not tie into, okay, tell us more. Because you be your wish. And they say, well, I have an angel beside me. He said, no way. You can't have an angel beside you. But that's not necessarily true. Because as you were saying, Bronca, there are some things that are not visible to the naked eye right. that other um, individuals, and in this case, children, they're more sensitive to because they're so newly born into this world that they have some wisdom that they can be able to give to us. Beautiful. There's so many levels that we're missing. There's so many other wavelengths, frequencies of energy that we're not perceiving right now, but they exist on different spiritual planes. Children have a sense of awe and wonder mm -hmm. that we tend to lose in life. And that's really one of the highest states that we can get to. They actually say I, I, in, in psychology today, there was an article recently. It explains that the state of awe and wonder is really the most happy state. And and they and when people are in that state, the most chemicals are created in the body that fight off diseases because we're in really it's such a great high that's that that state of actual transcendence we're transcending this regular plane of life and appreciating the awesomeness that's that's what children have the ability to do and we too we the more we learn about our own spirituality we I'm teaching this to young children. They don't have to play catch up like us, but we can catch up and learn it later in life like I did. So it's always possible to develop that awareness, no matter no matter what stage of life a person is in. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to mention elderly people, their bodies deteriorate. It becomes you become less of a body 
and you become more of a soul again as you age you become less attached to your ailing body so that you are more freed to recognize who you really are too that potential also exists at the other end of life yeah. Yeah, and ultimately, I think what we're doing when we're raising children is trying to help them to get a good start, so yes. that it happens all throughout their life. Um, yeah, they're they're having this attunement and this awareness between truly what is real within them versus what is really the effects, as you were saying, externally to them. Yes. And that is a that is a process because we get so sucked into thinking this world because it's tangible and we can touch it. That's our real reality. But in actuality, yes. it's only the world of effects that we've created as a co-creator. And this, and sometimes children know this early for themselves, that they can create things in their imaginations and they can help things come into form. And here in this physical quadrant that we exist in, but as parents, this is the key. As parents, yes. how do you invite your child to be able to explore that within themselves? That will ultimately help you to explore it within yourself so you are doing the catch-up <laughs> yes exactly right we are we are like children we're like a light a shining light that's who we are this energy this mm -hmm. light and mm -hmm. as we go through life it gets covered up it gets covered up so when a person goes through trauma neglect abuse they become they, they're not sensing their light any longer. It's covered up. It's with protective layers. And as we nourish that soul, it gets brighter and brighter. And sometimes people need assistance to remove all those layers, coaching, therapy. And, and, but they'll recognize that it's resilient. The light is still shining no matter what a person has gone through. It's still there, that invisible light. And that is a very good point because we sometimes think that because we get detached from that light, that it doesn't exist. And yes. that's wrong for the soul level. The soul is saying, I still am here. And even though I may be invisible, please recognize me. We recognize yes. the light that I have within me. And therefore, it does require sometimes some transmutation, transmuting it by going through, like you're saying, coaching or therapy or through having a confidant that you can be able to talk and, and peel back yes. the layers so that you can be able to get into the true essence of who you are. Because yes. we all have a mission. Your child came because it had a mission to be able to do. Some of that mission is to help us as you know uh, parents, but it's also to help them to evolve and learn certain things as well. So that's exactly. a great analogy about the light and how that that light is still there and will always be there. Yes. And, but it can shine brighter by the decisions we make and how we help it, to raise our children to do that. Exactly. So teaching children happiness skills in as early in life as possible is what's key. Then they can shine more fully throughout the rest of their lives. Because when you learn it early... It's deeply embedded, and you can just keep practicing it. Right. Yeah. It says you train the, the way that you want a child to go because they always can come back to that way. So yes. but tell a little bit more about what are some, some spiritual skills or happiness skills that you a parent may want to be able to begin early with their child, even if they're, they may be one or they may be five or they may be 10 or they may be 15 or you know 18. That's what are some of your thoughts about that? The, the main skill is gratitude. 
when you teach that early in life, we then you recognize we are always being given to by the source of everything. When you recognize that, it becomes a loving relationship from the very beginning of life. You recognize the wisdom and you recognize the love. That That's really, it changes your whole outlook in life. And you also recognize that you're a good person, you're essentially good, and the world is essentially good, that you can trust the world because that's, that's what's missing. We lose a sense of trust when we go through different traumas. And so we have to build that in, build that into our children, recognizing all the goodness, the abundance of goodness. What One of my books is called I Want to Be Famous. This book, it's about a boy. He's just craving to be famous like so many children nowadays. And what happens? He becomes famous overnight through a YouTube video, which can also happen, goes viral. He's so famous. And then all of a sudden, somebody could do it better. He's not famous anymore. Oh, my gosh. He's so miserable. Until he realizes, wait a minute, that spotlight, that public spotlight that I've been seeking there's still something in here. We all have that spotlight. That's what I was talking about. We all have a spotlight. If we can get that shining from within us, we it is shining. If we can recognize that it's there, that changes our whole lives. Then every day becomes a glorious day. You're not you're not running after fame anymore. You are shining from within. You're not looking for that spotlight from without, and then you're always craving something. It's totally empowering, that sense that we can help our own souls to shine through the recognition that we are souls with with infinite potential to shine because we are sparks of God. That's really who we are. Right, exactly. And those sparks of God, we, we think, well... It must have went somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it must have gone to someone else because I don't feel it. But it means cultivation. That's what yes. you have to do is to cultivate it. So gratitude is yes. a wonderful way of doing it very early. And even the simple thank yous or the simple taking a moment and let's just give praise to God about yeah. what you just did today. Feel it in your heart, you know, yes. anchor it in your heart and look up and just say, thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to do whatever it may be. You know, that yes. children start to get into that habit because habits are formed through rep- repetitive behaviors. The more we do it, the more it does lock it in for the child to be able to be more grateful and also be grateful to the source by which he's giving his energy, his spirit spark is coming from. Exactly, exactly. There, there was a study done. It was done at a Christian university, actually. They found that it takes 400 repetitions to create new synapses in the brain to create new habits. But if done joyfully, 10 to 20 repetitions and you've got the new habit down. Hmm. How do you do things joyfully? With gratitude. That's how you create happy habits. Joyful gratitude is the best way to 
instill wonderful new habits in children and even in adults as well. Yeah, and so yeah. the more that we teach our child to be able to do that, the more we're also teaching ourselves as parents or whoever is the special person raising that particular child that we also are giving it to because we take a moment and we give gratitude. So the child can be able to see what we're doing because we're modeling it more actively so they know how to be able to do it and engage in it. So it becomes a wonderful way of not only raising the child, but also raising your own inner child. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. There's nothing to lose by being grateful. Any minute that we're grateful is a minute we're not being miserable. So when we're modeling gratitude to our children, there's nothing to lose. We are instilling that gratitude habit deeper in us. It's like if you if you drive down a road that's never been driven on, it's very gravelly, it's hard to drive. Once you've driven it, you, the grooves are in and it becomes smoother and smoother. So that's the neuroplasticity. The more we create gratitude pathways, the easier it becomes to be a grateful person. Yes, exactly. And what happens for the soul is the more grateful we are, the more the soul wakes up. And the more that you now are tied into that intuition of knowing what you need to do, when you need to do it, and you're in alignment with your source, call it God, call it Atman, call it I am presence, call it whatever you want, Yahweh. You're more in tool with that because God is here. It's like we're an extension of God. And we don't think about that. But here we have a flow of of kind of umbilical umbilical cord (laughs) that we're tied into. And sometimes we say, no, I don't need that. And that's what we're teaching our children. But it's already automatically there for you to tap into. And that's the journey that the soul wants to go on, is tapping into that connection to God in a greater and greater and greater way through the experiences in the here and the now and moving into the future. Yes, exactly. We're we're always plugged in. But we don't, like, sometimes you got to just turn on the switch, you know, mm-hmm. and then you see it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm plugged in. We're always connected to God. We're mm-hmm. always connected to that energy source. The, the first law of thermodynamics, energy is never lost or destroyed. Mm-hmm. It is being recycled throughout, throughout all of us. We're all connected. We're all, we're all, that's the thing. We're all connected to each other and we're all connected to the same source. Mm-hmm. Wonderfully said. What it brought up to my mind was the thing that we have on this planet is free will. And so because we have free will, we need to teach our children to make the choices to be connected. Exactly. To Beautiful. plug in, as you're saying. Uh, otherwise, they think they're doing everything all by themselves. I'm the one who got the A. Was it not that energy that you use within you and that you tied into allows you to have the wisdom to be able to get that A in this particular case? It's like how we consciously intentionally helping our children to be aware of the the source and also the experiences that they have and that they do have choices. Exactly. And then it becomes a totally joyful thing. Then when you get the A, you don't worry about failing. It gets rid of that anxiety. It gets rid of the loneliness when you feel that connection because you're not worried of failing. Again, it's like 
I'll do my effort. God does the effort that God does. It's all like a relationship. So, and it's more like we're vessels. We're vessels for the thoughts and ideas, and we just have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. Being okay. open is what changes it. That's how I write my books. When I get an idea, I, I, I think, oh, that would be a great thing to write. And then it comes pouring in, usually in the morning, and I scribble it down really fast. It's like rain pouring down. I got to catch all the drops. And that's how the thoughts come to me. It takes away the ego of it. And that's why I'm just so happy to share it because they're just like gifts being given and we're just passing them around. You know, we're all here to help each other. Like there's an expression, we're not here to see through each other. We're here to see each other through. We're all like here to help each Mm other. Yeah, that's nice. The issue about the ego is something that I think we're learning here and we're helping our children learn. What is the ego and what is a divine sense of self? The divine ego, if you want to call it that, the Christic energy that you want to be. And so it's like, how do I work and to understand that? So one is gratitude will get you into the flow of things. But then when a child is experiencing some ego type of thing, it's me or it's mine or I did it or whatever. How do you balance that with how did God help you in that process? How did God help you to see things in a different way? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great, great point. In this world, in this finite world that we're in for just a temporary period of time, God is concealed. There's actually a word for it. It's like a concealment, a, a retraction that takes place. In order for the relationship to exist, if God is everything, God had to contract, give the illusion of contracting in order for this relationship to exist. And our job we have just one simple job in this relationship and that is to recognize god through gratitude to really enjoy all these amazing pleasures that god wants us to enjoy here it was really just all done for for goodness to for us to enjoy it so we when we so many of us don't know that and it's something i didn't know and when we explain that to children it just makes our world a world that we don't feel like we have to control it. We can mm-hmm. trust in it. We can view it with loving compassion. And it just makes the world a less scary place. There's always, there is definitely things we have to watch out for. Like I have books about the prevention of abuse too and things like that. Definitely children have to be taught that. And teaching them guidelines is important. It actually gives them more of a sense of security. There, there, there are evils in the world to watch out for. But this world, and that's because we have free will, like you were saying, people can choose to do wrong things and you have to watch out for people that are doing wrong things. This world, our natural world was given to us. We were really given a garden to enjoy. The more we can explain that to children, the more they really can have an amazing time and have a more fulfilling life and be able to fully, fully shine here. And it it allows them to be anchored in the essence of who they are versus what the world is trying to do is anchor them in the glamour of the world. 
and the glamour of you want this, don't you? You want that. Right. This advertisement and with the what's going on in this social post and on and on and on. It's anchoring them externally to themselves. And as yes. parents, there has to be an awareness that you need to anchor them in their own inner self and in yes. their own intuitive nature, in their soul self, the substance Beautiful. of their, their life, of who they really are. Beautifully put. That's exactly it. The more you can help children recognize who their essence is, who their real self is, it gives them such a sense of security and sturdiness and a sense of their roots. And that's how you can grow. When you have the roots, then you have the stability to really branch out. Yes. Yeah, that's a great analogy about the roots of a tree, because you, the deeper those roots are, which are what the parents are doing to try to help them to understand who they really are and helping them to be able to move through challenges and difficulties from a spiritual perspective. Yes, and that's not, it's not, it doesn't mean that we're not going to scrape our knee or hurt in some particular way. It's not like we're not going to be able to you know, fall over or hurt or have negative experiences, but how do we help them to be able to anchor in who they really are? and know that the inner source can help them deal with the situation or the problem or the issue that is taking place. Exactly. Exactly. Frame the challenges within the picture that it's all for an ultimate goodness. That mm-hmm. changes everything. Then you don't feel haphazard that you're randomly being attacked, that you're randomly being hurt. No, it makes sense out of the entire picture. There's a purpose to it all. There's a purpose to all our challenges. Every time we fall down, there's a reason. There's a good reason for it. That changes one's whole view of life. And to learn that from childhood on, that's a tremendous blessing. Well, what would you say to things in which a child may have really horrific things happen to them, like abuse, like you were saying earlier, you know, some yes. type of abuse or trauma that happened to them? What, how would you kind of help a parent with that awareness in the context of raising a spiritually gifted child? Right. The, the books that I have written on that subject, they deal with, first of all, reading it with your children because it could be a difficult topic to bring up. Many children, through reading the books with their parents, have come to express what's happened to them, which they couldn't express before. Or it gives them an awareness, a proactive awareness to avoid it in the future. And I've gotten a lot of gratitude from parents where the children have been protected because they've read the books. It's important for the children to open up about it, not to keep it hidden. The more it's it's kind of like an inoculation to give children beforehand. It's proactive to talk about these this difficult subject. But again, in a joyful and simple way. That's what the books do in a calm way so that the topic can be reached. Once a child has gone through it, again, it's important not to keep it in a dark, secret place, but to come out and discuss it and get support. Support to remove those protective layers so they can shine again. Yeah. Yeah, some, in some ways, acknowledging the pain and the challenge and the difficulty this is created for the child, as well yes. as for the parent. So yes. then doing it together with their child, it is a uniting force because you're now united in, in the awareness that God can help. You know? Exactly. And because of free will and people's free will, there are many things that people have done that is unjust and not right. 
Yeah. Right. But God says, let me, I'm not going to say you're not going to go through these difficult situations, but That's I can right. help you manage and move through this situation. So don't shut off your soul. Don't shut down your spiritual connection, that yes. umbilical cord, but being able to pray. And that's something I think something that parents can teach their children to do is how to pray and to yes. ask God's intervention and God's direction in their life. Right. To recognize you're not alone. You are always connecting to the most loving and the, the greatest wisdom, infinite wisdom. You're always connected to that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what we want is that wow factor. Yeah. And not the mean factor. Well, that means, you know, mean, mean being mean or angry or frustrated yes. or towards God because something happened to that child or it's a loved one. But it's more of we still live in free will. So God, yes. we can ask God for assistance and grace and guidance in this. And so there we go swing back around to saying, doesn't mean that negative things are not going to happen to us, but God can help to heal and to guide us through it. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. there's a way to heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we've been talking about this wonderful area about how do we help your child uh, and use their, uh, their gifts that they have to be an inquiring mind. To, to that, we're not shutting off that inquiry aspect of things because cu- children are very curious. Yes. And so, reading to them and helping them get more knowledge and information is very, very helpful. But do you have other thoughts about that in terms of as we're talking about your, your child's inquiring mind? In, in yeah, and it's, it's really special too with a book because it's a very intimate experience. You're sharing it together. And then they, with books, they read, they sit and they reread it when you're not there and they go over the experience again and again. It gets really deep into them. Mm-hmm. I know the books from my childhood are still so deep into me. They're like my favorite books from my whole life, the books I read as a child. So that's what's especially meaningful about books, the way they're shared between an adult and a child at first. And then the child goes on to review it again and again and really, really Im- make an impression on their soul. And, and it's as if you're, by them reading it again and again, they're learning to be able to kind of build a, a bank account. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> you know? And in that bank account, they have the treasures of so much wealth that beautiful. they wouldn't have otherwise that they can tap into when they're having some challenges or difficult times for themselves. Beautiful. So they can go back and anchor into what they learned and use that learning to help them through the life lesson that they're going through. Exactly. Their toolbox. It becomes their toolbox, their mm-hmm. inner toolbox. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If there was a, a statement or a phrase that you would like to leave with our seekers, what would it be? as we've been talking about this whole area about your child's inquiring mind and who, in terms of who they really are and how parents can help them. Yeah. Keith, emphasize who is the real you and show them how awesome that real you is, you know, how focusing all the time on all the goodness inside of children, focusing on their kindness, focusing on their ability to be grateful, focusing on their smiles, 
focusing on that their bodies can move, focusing on just so many wonderful things that they're capable of doing and the joy of it. And and we can do that too, you know, as we do it and letting your children know, expressing it, and they will absorb that joy that you're expressing to them about them and and that's what helps them to grow. Yeah. yeah. That was a great word you used just in the end there too, because the word that came to my mind was children like to help. So go ahead, Bronca, share your thoughts. Okay. I'm, I'm going to share from my memoir. This is the book for adults. It has to do with that. I had a food addiction and that it talks about how I developed it and how I healed from it through learning that it was my soul that was hungry. And once I learned how to nourish my hungry soul, there was no longer a need for the addiction. The phrase that I found very helpful was when a person feels like overeating to say, is it my body that's hungry or my soul? Because once you've had a good meal and you still feel like overeating, it's really that you're looking for lasting pleasure. You're looking for what can nourish your hungry soul. And once I learned how to do that, then I didn't have to fill up on overeating. So that's the phrase. Is it your body that's hungry or your soul? It, it gets you to refocus on what it is that's causing you to have an addiction or feel lonely or miserable or anxious. It's that your soul isn't getting the pleasure that it needs. And how do you fill your hungry soul? With gratitude. Believe it or not, that's really what fills us up. That's wonderful. And as we we're talking about an ending in this this particular segment, and Rocker would be coming back for another part. Looking at the whole notion of the filling of our soul is also the filling of our inner child. And also it's the filling of your child who's physically there by the, some of the things that we've discussed and talked about in this episode. I invite you to go back and listen to the prior episodes that Bracca gave and shared about her experiences as and she's evolved in her own soul growth and evolution. That was in the fall time. And then I would like Bracca to share about how they can reach you if they wish to reach. What would that look like? Oh, sure. The best thing is my website where you'll find everything and how to reach me. And that's www.getsbookshop.com. You can see how to spell gets. G-O-E-T-Z, getsbookshop.com. You can find all my books and all kinds of things. And also there is there, which I didn't discuss this time, but it, it explains how to build gratitude by appreciating the abundance in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what she did explain in her two episodes that we had prior too. So if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, you can certainly do so. Bracca, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of looking at this whole notion about your child and how to use their inquiring mind to help them to gain connection to their higher self, their inner thank self. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye for now, Seeker. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures. 
being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Master in Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.